Frank here from Sniper's Hide, and you're listening to the Everyday Sniper and Mike's in the chair. Mike from My Life Shooting! And Todd's there doing the work on Mike. Mike's getting ready to do his big old sleeve stuff, so he's in the beginning. Todd did a kick-ass job on my tattoos. I got the logo on the left hand and the logo on the right hand. And now right, left wrist, right hand. And it came out awesome. We'll get some good pictures for you guys. We posted some stuff. But we're here in the tattoo parlor, and we wanted to give you guys a little more podcast because guys want them every day they're they're kind of hungry for them dude they're pretty hungry man and that we have a lot of good feedback you know what i saw that kind of made me feel good today was when uh, you were showing me your phone and it was like bring mike back like i like yeah, yeah, just yeah. quit or something like that right. but that's not the case i mean like we all get busy and stuff like that and you have your setup and i'm trying to get my setup going and everything so you guys will hear more from me, it's, but I appreciate you guys looking for me. That makes me feel good. I, thanks, guys. <laughs> Give me I, warm fuzzies. It, 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 the thing is, is Mike's got to work his ass off when he's at the counter, so I can't just roll into Mile High during the day and record a podcast with him while he's there because he, he's got to work. So I, I've been doing some of them, and then uh, like I've had physical therapy, so I hadn't been around, and these guys went and shot in the weekend. You shot the match, right? The Pawnee. Uh, I spotted on the last one. You spotted on the last one. The the winds got up to, I think there were 30 or 40 or something like that. They got pretty high. Yeah, the winds have been nuts out here. um, I had brought a whole bunch of stuff out there, and I was going to shoot the SP-10. Yes, that's right, you were. But we didn't have any dope for it, and Adam, you know, he's got a a schedule. He's got to maintain. He's got a new baby and everything like that, so trying to get out and about and get dope for that gun because I don't want to show up with a good gun with no dope, perform like an ass hat, and then mm-hmm. be then like, the gun looks and bad, the, and then the gun looks bad. Right. So I want to bring it to its full potential and make sure that I have all the right stuff going for it. Like I had like premeditated kind of stuff, like three hundred eight dope is everywhere. Just use Federal one sixty eights and rock on. But I was like, you know, I want to make sure that this scope is tuned in right. I want to make sure everything looks good. So that was. Uh, I decided to just help these guys spot because there was a lot of wind going on and uh, a lot of new guys needed some help. And uh, one of the, the younger shooters from the match, he's 13, he shoots the match with his mm-hmm. Noah. Noah, if you're listening, yeah, he's you're gonna, I'm going, awesome dude. Noah, I, who I've been working with. I brought Noah out. I'm going to – Noah's from Boulder, which – sorry, Noah. He's in Boulder. Right. He's fucked. Um, and, and I'm going to – on May 10th, he's doing his reloading presentation because he came out with me several times. I've been out with Noah a bunch. And he's learning reloading. And so I helped him a little bit, not anywhere near what I should have. But um, so he's giving the presentation to his school in Boulder on May 10th. Boulder is like enemy territory. Boulder might as well. Boulder might as well be California. And um, he's giving the school, let him do two projects on shooting. I helped him with the first one and now he's doing reloading. And so he asked me and invited me today. As a matter of fact, this is kind of fortuitous you even mentioned his name. Right. Um, well, I got a Noah story for you, too, to keep going. Okay, so Noah asked me to go to his presentation at a school, and I'm going to go see his presentation. So I told him today, I said, text me and remind me because I won't remember, but uh, I told him to uh, to definitely remind me. And, and so go ahead with your Noah story. So he was at the last match and ended up – it was more or less like he was just taking rounds and throwing them downrange and nothing was working for him. And he was really combating that wind and 
you know, to his credit, he did a really good job um, keeping a cool head and, you know, staying in the fight as long as he could. And then finally he was just like, all right, I got to go. I'm not getting anything out of this, which is totally understandable. There are, there are guys that do that. They're like, you know what? Me, I'm I've just, done it. Yeah, I'm wasting ammo. I'm wasting money. I'm wasting time. I need to get everything straight before I come back out here and, and get back to work on this. So he came into the shop and he's, uh, you know, won some ammo and stuff before. And I think he was actually picking something up, um, from, from his winnings that he had gotten in a previous match. But, well, we got to talking and stuff and we were talking about his, uh, he's shooting six, five and we started talking about wind cause that was the reason why he left. And I was like, dude, has anybody really explained how wind works? And, you know, what it's doing and all the stuff that you know, because I only just kind of doped it for him the times he's been out. Right. I did it for him in a lot of ways. So we looked at it and I pulled up the uh, the 308 wind chart, basically, you know, going off the Mm -hmm. 40, 12, 16 mile an hour winds all the way up to I think it was 24, 26 or something like that that I had on the chart. And I was like, okay, so let's look at 400 yards. And I think that. Your six five is probably pushing like seven point two, seven point four out to a thousand. So we're gonna take that number. We're gonna do this, and I was kind of walking through the steps, and I was like, "Now look at your eight mile an hour at four hundred yards. It should be eight tenths if you're shooting a three hundred eight, right?" And he was like, "Okay," or no, I'm sorry, it's I'm not doing the math right now. It's almost ten o'clock. But anyways, here's what it came down to is I was like, I'm going to guesstimate your wind with your gun, you know, left to right, 90 degree, right to left, whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to say that your wind call, a good starting point is six tenths. Right. At eight miles an hour. And he was like, well, how'd you come to that? So I showed him how I came to that. And then I grabbed a Kestrel that I have a six, five plugged into. It's on the shelf. Um, I grabbed a Kestrel and we looked at it. It was 6.9. And I was like, well, six. Six tenths and seven tenths are going to be on that target, four hundred yards. Right. Pull the trigger. So, um, sorry, we're lining up. We're lining tattoos up. So no, so he was helping Noah out, and Noah shoots a Tika, a Tika in six five. Like I said, he'd been out with me, and and really good kid, uh, and, and and super, you know, super eager to learn all this stuff and get it. So for sure, we'll have to bring Noah out for a class. Uh, especially with him behind enemy lines in Boulder. Yeah. Like, so did you guys end up getting him sorted out? And yeah, we got him sorted out, and he was like, mind blown. He was like, oh, my God, I never really thought about it like that. And I was like, well, that's how I think about it. And, you know, make it your own. But that's that's kind of how it was explained to me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm trying to explain it to you. So just take whatever your dope is. And I gave him the card for a 308. And I was like, this is, you know, win for a 308, basically. Divided by two and have a starting point, but have an idea of where you want to start and make those guesstimations. And then I showed him your wind rose. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the corrected the one? Yeah. And um, I just printed that stuff up and sent him home with it because he was in the shop. You know, I was there for another 15, 20 minutes or whatever. So I spent a good 45 minutes with him just, you know, BSing and, and talking wind and whatnot. But it's stuff like that. Giving back to the community, like, I could have easily, you know, he said, you know what, you need to take a class for this and then charge him and his dad X amount of dollars just to, you know, BS with me behind the counter. Right, right. You know, so I was just like, dude, you're, you're an up-and-coming shooter. I never shooter. charged a kid to come yeah. out. Hell no. I'm yeah. like, dude, you're an up-and-coming shooter and we need to lift you up because, you know, you're going to be really, really good one day. So just 
keep that in mind when you are at that point and then someone comes to you and wants some help, help them out. Right. So. No, go. that's a good way to do it, man. Mentor kids. If you know a kid and you got a young kid, that, that 10, 11, 12, 13 is a good age. Mentor kids. I'm shooting with Trig V up at the Sniper Side Team Challenge. He's uh, 12, 13 in that same age range. Sorry, I keep messing your name up, Trig V, but I know it's Trig V now. I got your name right. What did you say it was before? I didn't know. I didn't even know his, I knew like, his dad. Well, his dad reached out to me, so I didn't know what his name was. Like, then, stop calling him that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, his name. Well, he's like Trig or Trigger. Trig, you know, I'm like, yeah, I know Trig V. I can do that, man, because that's the kid. I, told, I don't know if I told you a story. So growing up in Connecticut, I had a big family, right? My mom's one of 14. The whole thing. So one of my cousins, she's getting married to this kid called Trigvi, right? That's a common name. No, not he was from Florida. He wasn't even from Connecticut. I'm saying that here. How's that look? Oh, dude, that looks kick ass. Oh yeah, Mike's all good, man. That that's fucking nice, big. So we're get this guy's getting married, and we're gonna meet him for the first time. They're up from Florida. We're in Connecticut, and they're meeting our family, big family all the kids and all that. Well, we always went outside and played outside and caused havoc in the neighborhood. It was the 70s, 80s. We were young, you know, so it was no watching TV or playing iPad. It was go out and play. play You were running around without a phone and an ID card, man. Exactly. (laughs) So there's my, my aunt had big hills. She had these three hump, big, giant hill. Like her driveway was probably 200 yards long. And it had these big friggin' hump hills. So all the cars would be lined up going down the driveway into the street. So we're like, there's probably 12 or 15 of us kids outside. And we're all close to the same age. We're all within like two to four years apart. Well, then we're hiding and waiting for him to come up the hill. And when he comes up the hill, we jumped him. And we broke his leg. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> we broke the kid's leg, man. So the first day he was meeting the family to get married to my cousin, we broke the guy's leg. So I'll always remember that name now because I broke a trig V's leg or helped. I assisted in it. You assisted? I assisted in it. Uh, I was in a shoot house when I was working in Guernsey and we were doing ground combat. I love Guernsey. I wish we could go use it. Why don't we you can. Let's go get it in and go we use can. Guernsey. I, dude, I know all them dudes up dude, there. Dude, we want to use Guernsey. So, yeah, we'll go up there one weekend. Okay. And I'll show you around and everything. I've been on it. I've shot on it. I shot my Well, ball. I can get access to the ranges. Yeah. Stuff that you can't use mm-hmm. normally. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, no, I used to work up there. I worked up there for like five years. Yeah, man. We want to shoot Guernsey. And... We were in a shoot house and we were teaching active shooters. So we'd get the, the students in the room, you know, they're all amped up because they know they're about to, something's about to go down. Mm-hmm. And I would come in through a back door and I'd, there was another guy that would come in with a mop and be like, Mr. Mr. blah, 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 you know, get their attention and everything and maybe focused on him. I'd come in through the side back door or whatever and get behind him and stand there for like a good minute. And then I'd just light him up, right? We're using little mm-hmm. Sims and yeah, shit, yeah. Uh, FX or whatever. And this one dude turned around, and we told him, get physical. until I'm, I'm not going to stop fighting you until I feel like you got the point. Right. And I want you to fight me. And I've been put through walls. I've broken fingers in there. I cracked a few ribs. I mean, nice. these guys, like, they, they would get into they it. They went to town. So anyways, um, this dude tried to suplex me. 
And <laughs> was he old? He got, dude, he got behind me. He grabbed me around the waist and picked me up. And then he got off balance and he slowly fell down. And when he fell down, he broke his femur. Wow. Dude. It was just like that's huge, man. How do you break a femur, dude? He broke his femur. I don't know if he That'd was like drinking his milk dick. and working out or whatever. I don't know, man. But <laughs> he tried to pick me up, lost his balance, and just and Jason, the guy, one of my best friends, he was in the room with us. He was the controller for the exercise. He was like, dude, that was the slowest fall I've ever seen in my entire life. It was just like, do you think it broke before he hit the ground? I don't know, but they had to bring in one of those stretcher tools. And reset is because, like, when you break your femur, all the muscles contract in your quadriceps, and it's and it and it sucked his yeah, it, suck it the in. other side of the bone, and it, so the bones were sitting together. Mm-hmm. So they had to bring in that stretcher and start cranking on it, and then reset it. Or the, the par- I, I busted my. Did the paramedics show up in Guernsey? They show up in a cattle truck covered in shit. Nice. Yeah, they don't have like an ambulance or anything like that. They just like the nearest hospitals was Wheatland. We called it Meatland. Mm-hmm. It was down like 15, 20 miles down the road. So, and and there are a bunch of horse doctors down there. Yeah, Guernsey's a good range, though. It's good property for it's shooting. An excellent property. Yeah, it is never not windy. You roll well, Wyoming. Yeah. So dude. Mike's going under the gun now, man. So we were talking. Um, Todd had asked a pretty good question because he's looking to buy some stuff about suppressors, and he wanted to know like the, the 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 progression of getting your rifle with a suppressor and how you deal with your dope that way. And so what we were talking about is that you're going to have about a nine-month window waiting for your suppressor to clear. Now, suppressor is going to add anywhere from nothing to 10 to 20 feet per second muzzle velocity to your original number on versus off. So let me talk about the legal aspects real quick of the suppressors. I had to deal with these on a daily basis. Everybody's waiting on me. This the don't the, the suppressor law. Yeah, the suppressor law is not going to change. It's not going to change. Don't guys. waste your time waiting. So the longer that you wait, the worse it is. Yeah, the longer it's going to be. It's always going to be that six to nine month mark. We've been seeing a lot of them come back at six months lately. Six months, seven months. Okay. So the nine months. Eh. Yeah, don't waste your time waiting for that thing to clear Congress. It's not going to happen. They're not going to concede it, especially right now. Gun stuff in Congress and the politics is so bad. There is no way they're going to try to get that through. It's just not going to work. They're if you want a suppressor, get a suppressor. Get it. Just get just it. Just go do the paperwork. When If you're in Colorado and you come to Mile High, we'll take your photos, take your fingerprints, and do your Form 4. You'll be in and out in like, I don't know, not even 20, 30 minutes, depending on what time of day it is. Don't bother coming in on the weekend. You may not be able to get back there. But if you come in during the week, there's three or four of us out front that are going to help you out. You tell us what you want. We pull the can for you. We have a serial number for you. If you're doing a gun trust, that is a whole different story now. So it used to be if you were on a gun trust, you could have like 19 people on your gun trust. And you didn't have to ask permission from the... from The uh, the government. It just was yeah, one the, thing. The, law, the chief law enforcement officer of your area. So whether it's the sheriff... Or the, the chief of the chief of police used to have to ask permission and get paperwork signed from them. So a lot of people would go through the gun trust. So they did they would do, you know, nineteen people on their gun trust, and then there was no photos and fingerprints that you had to submit. Well, since the law changed, if you're on a gun trust and you're the executors of the gun trust, you have to get photos and fingerprints of those people that are those executors. Right. So now it's actually more difficult as a trust 
to get a suppressor than it is to walk in as an individual, get your photos and fingerprints, you no longer have to ask for permission, you more or less tell the chief law enforcement officer you're getting a suppressor, one of those forms goes to that uh, goes to that individual. It notifies them. Yeah, it notifies them. Hey, this individual is getting a suppressor. They're going through the process, and they don't. Ha- they can't say, "Well, no, you can't do that." It's just happening. Right. So, but don't wait. If you think this law is going to pass, it's not, and just go. Especially because silencer shop kind of screwed everybody by doing the barcode thing. That barcode now makes it so much easier that it pre-fills out. Dude, that's what I've been using. Yeah, the barcode. You guys use it. Yeah, I've been I've well, been using it. There's some of us that do it the old-fashioned way. Right. But what I've been doing, because it, it doesn't let you progress unless you have all the correct information, or at least some information filling up that block. Mm-hmm. And then when they do the barcode, from what I understand, when it actually gets to the ATF. Yeah, and, they mm-hmm, scan it and it's done. It. Yeah, and it, and it populates all that stuff. So they're making their money. It's easier for them to do now. They're not going to give it up. That's millions of dollars they're not going to give back. So yeah, I mean, it's not going to pass. Look at the ridiculous numbers. When the, when the times changed, I think it was last year, when they when they changed over that suppressor law, mm-hmm. what was it, 41P or something like that. Right. Um, like the last day up to that point where they where you could file for a suppressor, they got like a truck full of 10,000 pounds of paperwork to go through to get everybody squared away on a suppressor that, you know, uh, was falling under that, that gun trust uh, law. So now they're still getting paid. People are still doing it. Would you give that up? No, they're not. So don't sweat the suppressor thing. But you're going to have your rifle for X amount of time. Yeah, I would go and redope the rifle to confirm it. Like I said, I'm using this Leviathan suppressors right now. They're making my rifle shoot so damn flat. I'm actually got a. I've only teased with them. I haven't really sat down. I just because of the shoulder, the timing. So I haven't had a chance to kind of sit down in the weather. Frig, the weather's been so bad. When, when the when the wind is is 18 to 30 plus miles an hour. I can't get the data the way I want. I can shoot in it, but I'm not collecting good data. I'm really happy about the rain for selfish reasons right now. Because like, I've been working on my lawn. Like my lawn is is I'm gonna conquer my lawn this year. All right, yeah, come do mine. Awesome. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing yours. I'm doing mine. Everybody <laughs> does that. Like I'll put in floors. And be like, well, when are you coming to doing my floors? Well, where were you when I was doing mine? <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the rain's really good, and I was actually I was getting mad. I was on my way here tonight. And I was taking some back roads because Adam taught me how to take back roads. But I was taking some back roads here and there were some really good puddles. But the guy in front of me was hitting all the good puddles and washing out the water. Oh, so you didn't have anything left. pissing me off so bad. Yeah, I yeah. I love hitting puddles. So, like I said, you got to look at the characteristic. The suppressor is going to change your zero. Get over it. It's not a big deal. As long as it's consistent and repeatable, who cares? It's a weight on the end of your barrel. Don't sweat the small stuff. Rezero your damn gun or do the sight offset in your software. But once you put a suppressor on your gun, you don't want to shoot without it. Right. So why, why are you worried it? about it? Yeah. So just leave it. But then you're going to have to redope the rifle to make sure it's not changing a lot. And if you were doing minute of man, you could wing it. But because we shoot smaller targets farther away, you're going to redope it. And, and you're just going to fix that little tiny muzzle velocity change. And it's going to make you shoot better because the recoil pulse is going to be so nice. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be loud, so you're not going to have a flinch factor. The recoil pulse is going to be gentle, so you're going to shoot a little bit different. Your fundamentals are going to get better 
because now you're going to be able to focus on them a little bit. You won't have that recoil screwing you up with it. And then you dope your rifle and you drive on. But it, it, it's one of those deals where, yes, things change. It's like, basically, if you took your car and say you got 16-inch wheels on it right now or 18s and you put 20s or 22s. Gas miles right. change. Everything's going to change a little bit, you, you know. So that's kind of what you have to look at that when you're playing with a suppressor. But they're worth their weight in gold. You got to have them, man. I'm, I'm a big fan. And like I said, that Leviathan, I'm shooting a little one right now, and that thing's shooting nice. It, it, Is it I, a 7 or something? It, like it's that? a 5 and a 9, I think I have. I think they're 5 and 9 because there's two. I got a long and a short. And so um, I'm kind of digging on them, but I got I to gotta get, like I said, it, the conditions have just not been good for data collection. And so that's kind of one of the things that we're looking at. Um, it, 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 you know, why corrupt my data because the weather's shit? So if you're dabbling in into the suppressor world and you're like, I don't know if I want to get a dedicated suppressor for everything, get a 30 cal suppressor. It'll go on everything. Yeah, that'll just work on everything. So your 223, your 300 blackout, uh, your 300 wind mag, your 308, your 65, your 243. It's going to work on all that stuff as long as it's you know you have the right connection for Almost it. Almost all mine are 30 cal. I don't have any that are stepped down like that. They're either 30 or 338. When I got my first suppressor, I got a 30 cal. And it was a 5.8-24. And all I got was a half 28 to 5.8-24 adapter and put it on a 223 and worked just fine. Yeah, exactly. So you, you can move it around to different guns. So if you're worried about that, you don't have to dedicate it to a gun. It's an accessory. So you can just move it around to whatever just as long as you carry the tax stamp with you. So it's not a big deal. Get you got to carry that? Like I said, if Fuck. you're... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and how many times have been asked for to see my tax stamp? Never. Yeah, Nebuary. Me neither. Never. The 32nd of Nebuary. Yep. I even got... Did I tell you I got pulled over? Because I got pulled over coming from the range on 76 because I was driving in the left-hand lane oh, yeah. for three miles. Yeah. He watched me for three miles, and I didn't go into the right. Because the right like was, mile, like I don't know, but the, the right-hand lane is all screwed up. It bounces. It's potholy. It sucks. And all the trucks are there, and it, it just, it's not smooth. So I drive in the left because it's a smooth lane. Freaking guy comes racing up, pulls me over, and he goes, you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, no clue. He goes, you were driving in the left-hand lane. I'm like, Okay, there's nobody on this friggin' road. And that was his reasoning. But I had like three rifles piled up in the back seat of my car, oh, yeah, not in cases, with suppressors on them. He didn't ask me nothing. He didn't even see him. Um, with your tax stamp. So make sure you have it on you. Justin. You know what you do? Shrink them and laminate them. There you go. Go down to Kinko's. Shrink them and get a business card sized version of it, laminate it, put it in your wallet, or just keep it somewhere yeah, in your rifle case. gun bag. But you don't don't take the original one with you. Make a copy of it. Put your original one in a fire safe or something like that. Um, they with SBRs. What they started doing, like I was able to do an SBR online. I don't know if they can if they still do that. But I did my SBR on eForms on ATF.gov mm-hmm. website, and they didn't even send me a paper copy. They sent me an electronic copy of it. So I keep it in a folder in my email. So that I can just pull it up on my phone. Yeah, yeah. So you can scan it, flash it, put it on your phone in Dropbox or something. Just scan your copies into Dropbox. And all those go like I, I printed up another copy of it, a color copy anyway. 
I printed it up so that you could see the tax stamp on there, mm -hmm. and then put it in the binder with my gun trust stuff and with my individualized stuff. I put it just in a you know, uh, just like a little one inch binder with a plastic cover on it, and you know, put it in the safe. And it's good to go. Dude, the, the the Aussies are like totally reacting to my tattoo photos because it has the Delta shirt they saw. Oh, did they? I took a picture with my hand, and it's on the shirt. And you can see the logo, and they're all like, ah! Oh, my God! So all the Aussies are on our, our Facebook page. Like, I love those guys, man. There's, yeah. I have never met... You got to call them cunts. <laughs> <laughs> they like that. I've never met an Australian I didn't like. Yeah, that's probably right. I feel the same way. I so. was... Uh, I got some stories lined up for you guys. One of my friends in Afghanistan, and uh, I was... I spent a lot of time with him. We were uh, we were bunkmates when we were up in Guernsey. He was a combat instructor with me, and uh, we we've had some good times. Nature has been trying to weed this dude out for a very very long time. And one of the stories I have for you guys, we'll we'll do it on another one because the only way he would allow me to tell these stories is if I gave you the movie guy voice intro with like a full paragraph of like a movie scene or something like that. So. I'm still working on that, but I got a good Australian story for our guys down under to, uh, to have a good laugh at. Oh, that's, yeah, because we, when, when we don't have the buzzing in the back, but we asked, because Mike asked everybody, hey, is it okay if we do it from the tattoo shop? And you guys are all like, go for it. So anybody complains on the Podbean app or online, that just says, shut them down. I'm just going to shut you down, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to go all ape on you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're not even partying. We're being all good. Yeah. Usually, because I got to drive home. I still got 45-minute ride home when I go. It's true. But, yeah, so I'm not drinking. Or but you're sticking it through. Oh, yeah. I got. I sat through yours, and they look great. Yeah, they came out good. So. But, yeah, we're not, we're not. We're not. Boys night out. Boys night out. Without, got a but, kitchen pass. Dude, so. we're in a tattoo parlor. We're no liquor and no strippers. How do you figure that? <laughs> yeah, we don't know how to live, man. You know why? Because Heidi listens. We have to be careful. Uh, she listens every now and then. Yeah. So I can get away with some stuff. I can't get away with everything. I hear it. Why does Frank have to talk like that? Well, you start diming me out at Christmas parties and shit like that when we go out. I didn't dime you out. You, you dime me out about getting hookers and stuff. No, that no. You <laughs> dime me out when we went when I was I was like, hey, yeah, I think we're gonna turn in for the night, and then we went to the strip club. <laughs> and then when we got back from the strip club, I didn't go or, to strip club. What strip club? Come on, man, dude! I never went to a strip club it, with you. Yeah, you did when we went when we were down at shop like two years ago. Oh, it, uh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, so, yeah, that was like two years ago. That's what I'm saying. So we're at the Christmas party, and he's like, yeah, like when we went to that strip club, and, and the blah, blah, and you started getting all. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> How do they not know then, guys go to strip club? And then, like, right. they're gonna believe that you don't dime me out. And then you go on, what was it, the other night with the whole combine thing, and I got like nine phone calls the next day. Well, that's because I, I asked them to. Today. Dude, I asked them to do that. You're always getting me. Dude, because you, you, you can't get to get me back. Because you know what? I don't have walk-in clients. You, you, you know what? I'm going to get you back. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. And now that I said that, I'm going to have people emailing me and texting me like, do this to Frank, do this to Frank. And people get pretty brutal. Dude, you're not going to, yeah, but they don't know my situation. They don't know that I'm bunkered in a place that I'm isolated, <laughs> that I'm isolated from the public. Did you ever, that squirrel that was chewing a hole through your ham radio? Yeah, yeah, that worked out? I, I did. I, I, 
I got thicker wire and then I rolled it up and moved it over and they've left it alone so far. So far it's survived the squirrels. But they hang out right above me at the peak of the house there. Like if you go about four feet down from my peak, I have my serious antenna. And the squirrels kept chewing the wire for my serious antenna. So I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So, but they lay right on the peak right next to it. So it's like a super highway on that one side of the house. Because the squirrels go from the tree in the front of the house, across the house, to the backyard, because that's where Kim feeds them. So they run back and forth from the front to the back. So you're telling me you're all bunkered in, but your whole system was defeated by some squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they just took out my serious radio. Come on, man. That ain't that bad. But unless, unless you're going to be able to hire squirrels to get me. Right. You never know, man. I might get sneaky. Yeah, you can get sneaky and get some squirrels. Anyways, back to some sniper shit. Yeah, back to some sniper shit. So, I, I'll tell you what, man. I'm digging, like, as this chills out, this fucking is tight, man. Todd did a tight job on my uh, my tribal Scout Sniper logo. He's got all the little minor detail because there's even, like, little lines in it, like spaces. He nailed it. Tight. Tight. I'm going to be walking through the airport now and people are going to be like, what's funny how like, I got target indicator on my hand. just changed. I know I'm going off on another danger, but like in the 70s, wasn't it? Everything was loose. Loose? And then like, Hang yeah, loose? Yeah, not to loose. West Coast. I'm not. It's loose, man. No, no, on the West Coast. We're, you know, we tight. were wicked. That's right. Wicked on the East Coast. Wicked East Coast. Yeah. Everything was wicked. Get in the car, you retard. Yeah. You know, that Dude, was probably you know, one Adam, of my... Adam Sandler, all those movies he films like in Connecticut, they're yeah. all in where I grew up. So if you watch like... Uh, Deeds, that was two towns over from me where that pizza parlor was, where Mr. Deeds yeah, and Crazy right. Eyes, Crazy Eyes. He goes, what are you in jail for? I bit the mailman. He's put You're a, ready for the Blackfoot. He's put a spell on me. Or maybe he was just waving. <laughs> but that was, that was in, um, that was two towns over when I lived in Middlebury. That was over by Kent Falls over there. I can't even think of the name of the town right now. By Danbury. But it's right north of Danbury, and they stopped on the with the Sikorsky aircraft to go to New York City. Mm -hmm. They stopped in Danbury's for the Frosties from Wendy's, where they were singing into the bananas. Yes, where they sing. Yes, Captain. Yeah, Major Tom with banana gun, banana gun, banana gun. I wasn't making him laugh while he was doing you up. <laughs> I'm making Todd laugh while he's tattooing Mike. Your, your, your blade on your cross swords is yeah. going to be crooked. Yeah. <laughs> nah, his, his, his line work is tight. It is tight. The, the, I'm telling you, the line work on this is super tight. But, uh, yeah, so Adam, Wicked, Adam Sandler. Anything Adam Sandler says back in those movies. Happy Gilmore was in Waterbury. I lived on the other side of Waterbury. And Mr. Deeds was in Danbury. And I was in Middlebury, right in the middle. So. There so there go. was left berry, right berry. Berry, middle berry. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked. So. Anyway, suppressors. Suppressors. We, so, well, we got suppressors. Yeah, yeah, so they're worth it, man. You got to get them. I have too many. I have 30-something. We're always going to, again, we're always going to say Thunder Beast. Thunder Beast and, and it's really done really well for us. And those guys are super cool and helpful. Uh, anytime you call them up and have a question, they get it answered for you. You know, we got the, the experts on the ground that are they're people people, you know, they're, they're willing to talk to you. They're willing to work out the problem work out the issue. And even like there was a while ago, it was a, uh, probably what, like three, four years ago, there was an issue 
with their 338 can and they got that all worked out and got all those cores changed yep, up. Yep. So they stand behind their product 100%. Um, when we were having issues with SAS, some of you guys remember all that stuff, they stepped up and they were like, we will warranty those cans that this guy won't warranty for you. Right, right. So they're 100% the guys that we want to do business with. No, there's some good people out there and good companies. And Thunder Beast, Ray, we were just talking about the upper. Uh, with we're going to have Ray on here. I talked to him. Yeah, we will. Um, with We were talking that upper AR-15 with the can now, that, that work The dedicated course. upper. Yeah, the dedicated upper. Yeah, dedicated and, dude, how do you beat that? Like you that? get an upper with a suppressor on it. What is it, 1400 bucks? What? How much is it? Dude, I didn't even look at the – we just got them in. I haven't even looked at the retail on them. I was like, yeah, I need to get one of those. Like, they've been taking pictures of them and putting them on display and stuff yeah. like that. I haven't even had a chance to go to that side of the room in the last few days. But we got them in. We got like five or six. I saw them. them. Uh, they had them behind Randy. They are around uh-huh. the shelf where the Schmitz used to be. Yep. They just put them out there. Yep. Yep. And then we just got uh, – first time I ever seen like a Chris Vector, we got one of those in there. I saw that. I was like, what the heck is this? That's some ninja gun right there, man. Right that's some crazy Star shit. Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Even better. Fucking yeah. Star Wars. That's like – that's what killed Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> That is not what killed Boba Fett. Yeah, it was. Oh. Fucking Luke Skywalker pulled out a Chris Vector and fucking shot him. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking saw it. Dude, he fell down in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, man. but that's because he got shot by a Chris Vector from Luke. That's not what killed him. <laughs> the thousand years. But the fall kills him. Yeah, well, it's like Tom Cruise, Whatever. right? Tom Cruise in, um, in, in Collateral. Well, I didn't kill him. The bullet in the fall killed him. Yeah, that's true. That was a good movie. Yeah, Collateral, it was good. He had some good moves in that. He did. He did. He had some pretty solid moves. Tom Cruise... His combat reloads were on point. Yeah, man. For, for all his kind of weird quirks, Tom Cruise is, is a good guy to watch. And I can't wait one day when I'm just stranded on the side of the road and Tom Cruise comes and saves me. He's into that. Is he? Yeah, dude. He saves people all the time. Google that shit. Really? I didn't know that. I'll go yeah. fucking walk around when I know, because he has a big place Dude, here. He like he like toes. He has a giant place in Aspen. Doesn't he have like a million, million acres up here? He's like got a giant. One of the biggest places in Colorado is owned by him. He'll save you. Yeah, he I'm gonna go you look. In trouble. If you see him act like you're in trouble, he'll come save you. Nice. I'm gonna get saved by Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's everybody here. He will save you. It's, uh, Scientology aside. He will help you. Yeah. He's a good smith. He can recruit me after. I don't care. Right. As long as there's chicks involved, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Todd's got to stop. He's all laughing. Mike's thing's going to be all messed up. So, no, that was, those uppers with those suppressors are probably one of the best deals in the suppressor world going. Like, seriously. Uh-huh. When, you, when you think about it, it's one of the best yeah, deals. You were texting me about it the other night. Yeah. yeah. Any questions? I was like, we'll come in and see it. Yeah, come in and see it. Check it out. Their takedown can, that, uh, that 22? The 223. Oh, I hadn't seen yeah, that. Yeah, their 556 five, takedown uh, is pretty badass. It's it's uh, a good piece of equipment. We I, we did I did the thing with Larry Vickers uh, at SHOT Show talking about it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Because they just released them, like, quote unquote, released them this last year. But um, super cool. Heavy, hard use, full auto can, and it's like five hundred bucks. Wow! And it's a Thunder Beast. Yeah, yeah. How do you beat that stuff? Yeah. No, and then somebody I want to get back to because you were talking Noah to change the the direction. Somebody's asking me about the TAC A one. I hadn't shot it yet. Like I said, my schedule was messed up. I'm gonna try to take it out on Friday. 
I, I've shot the Tac A1 with the factory barrel and the way it is. I really, I like the Tikas. The chassis on the Tac A1, eh, I'm not as big a fan. I was kind of recommending to Todd, get a standard Tika at the $800, $900 price range and put it in an aftermarket chassis. It's not bad, but there is room for improvement. And then we saw with the magazines, I like shooting the Tikas with the AICS versus their magazine. You struggled a little bit. I had a couple following up with that mag. I don't know what it was. Um, Accuracy on the Tikas are outstanding. I found the muzzle velocity can go to trend on the little slow side. Like the first Tika I got wasn't bad. The Tac A1 was about 150 feet per second slow, which is why I changed the barrel on it. But um, the rifles are half minute all day out of the box with factory ammo. Oh, no doubt. And then the aftermarket parts like Sturk. Guys, we're talking Australia. Uh, DTAC over there, the Australian guys. Sturk out of Australia. He makes AI bolt handles for Tikas. They're like cool. less than 100 bucks. Bolt shrouds. They make all these little aftermarket parts really, really inexpensive for a Tika. A Tika is a better buy than a Remington. If you're out there right now listening to us and you're considering a Remington 700, don't. Tika's better. Ruger's better right now. All that stuff is, is, is well beyond where Ruger is today. But the Tika has, has, has a shorter bolt throw, has more options for less money, like the spring on the trigger. A Yo Dave trigger spring is $10. You pull the barreled action out, you flip it upside down, you pull a single screw out, flip it, a, a spring falls out, put your spring in and put the screw back and you're done. Yeah. And now you've got a really good spring in there and you can adjust the Tika trigger really well. Um, you don't have to get the aftermarket, although Timney is making a trigger for it now. Um, but I find them super accurate, man. I think the, I think the Tikas are a great rifle and, and, and they're a sleeper. Yeah, and they're coming out with more and more aftermarket stocks for them. Uh, yeah, KRG. Be, you couldn't find one. Right. KRG, XLR, um, Kadex. And who else? Is, I you think. can drop them in Manners. Manor, well, Manners for yeah, sure. Yeah, Manners has no for stocks like that. But um, as far as chassis, chassis go, it's it's KRG, XLR, MDT, and then Manners Minis and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, AI talked about it for a while too. So. Yeah, they did. I, they, AI needs to step up and do a Tika chassis. I got some stuff coming. Oh, up. speaking of chassis and stuff, tomorrow I'm coming in. My voodoo shows up. My twenty-two will be in tomorrow, and I just got a barreled action. I want to get a manners, um, the manners mini tactical tactical composite, that little tiny one they got for it. I want to get one of those, but beforehand I may throw it in an AI chassis, an AX chassis, and then order up a manners. And then like the nice thing is the voodoo has a seven hundred footprint, so then I can take the it chassis does. and move it over. Yeah, not. Some, uh, you guys got what, like five or six voodoo's down there? We do. We got some 16 and a half inch and some 18 inches, I believe. Yep. A uh, bunch of magazines. So we just carry the barreled actions. We don't get them in a chassis. We don't get them in stock or anything like that. So you can kind of pick and choose and custom build it as you go. Because the intent there was going back to the 22 LR matches and the NRL stuff. 
and people scaling down their 308s mm-hmm. and their 6.5s and whatnot to shoot a 22. We want you to build it up the way your your competition rifle is built, right? So that you can get that fundamental training because you can. It goes into a 700 stock. It has the uh, the magazine is a footprint of a chassis mag, so a 3902 or 3901 and AI magazines, right? And then um, the, so those will work in that Remington 700 built stock. Right. So then you could swap it later if you wanted to and move it up to something else. Timmy trigger, right. mod 22. I mean, on down the line, anything that's going to work in a Remington 700 works on a Voodoo. It's going to work on a Voodoo. So yeah, mine come, mine's coming in tomorrow, so I'm psyched for that. Some guys were asking too. I talked to a few people. Um, I believe the action is melanited. And the barrel is Cerakoted. Somebody was asking me that the other day. And I, was I like, don't know. I, I don't remember them. them t- our talking. first run of them, they were all, uh, uh, all Cerakoted. the barrels, all the barrels were in the white. Okay. So they were, you know, unfinished, polished and everything like that. So it was a black action and a silver barrel. But now we've been ordering them with black barrels on them to match the action. So it's just, it's Cerakote. Don't get wrapped up around the axle about it. It's a coating that's on there. That's going to be there for probably longer than anybody in this I think, room. are they more talking, does the colors match when it's a melanite versus Cerakote? The colors match. Do they fine. match? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that's probably why they're questioning it. Because one's different than the other, so maybe they think they don't match. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't hear the coatings them. that are out there right now that, you know, I, I come from a background of coatings. I've been doing coatings for a long time on firearms. And any of the coatings that are out there, whether it's Duracoat, Cerakote, uh, was there bear coat? What's that? What's that dude? Attack ops use the bird song. Bird song. And you know all this stuff is going to last a very very long time. So don't get wrapped up around the coating. You know if you have to get wrapped up around the color, but don't get wrapped up around the coating. All the coatings are pretty much the same now. Oh, the bird songs what they put in submarines. That's why they look. Funky. That's why it's the best. Yeah, because it looks funky. Because it's the it's the paint they put in the submarine. No, I said that's the best. Everything's got to be bird song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's dead, so it's hard to get birdsong shit. Yeah. It's and it takes forever because they're painting submarines. There's only two people that know the chemical compounds. Yeah. They don't fly on the same airplane. Exactly. Whatever. They're it's secret squirrel shit with yeah. birds. Cerakote's fine. Cerakote's fine. I love Cerakote. Yeah. I'm a fan. So I'm I'm a big fan, man, of the Cerakote. We need to still come up with a um. We need to come up with a, like a a hack shooter comment, like the freaking kitchen thing and. The kitchen magician. Yeah, the kitchen magician and what the, the, and the scratcher. scratcher. Scratchers. Scratchers. I like scratchers. Yeah. That's like crickets. So the, the scratchers are the tattoo guys that are just like working out of the basement? Working out of the basement, garage, the kitchen. Scratchers. Scratchers. I got a scratcher tattoo. I got one scratcher. Well, two if you count the Filipino one. Is it the jalapenos on the No, scratcher? no, because he had a shop. So that really doesn't count. He was a pro tattoo guy just in a longapo doing tattoos <laughs> for like two, two dollars. <laughs> Everything's two dollars. Two dollars in a longapo. For two dollars, I can get you whatever you want. Cross shit river. Throw some change in it on your way across. Watch the kids dive oh, in. Good, dude. dude, that looks really good. That's tight. 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 It's wicked. Wicked. It's wicked. Oh, man. I'm telling you, like, I have a list of accents that I used to be on the whole, I can't stand this accent. East Coast mm-hmm. was, like, in my top two. Of hateful? Yes. Yeah. And 
it was funny because when I first met you and you started talking, I was like, yeah, fuck that guy. Oh, I hate yeah, fuck that guy. I hate that guy. But got I've gotten over it. I want you to know I've changed. You got over it? I've gotten <laughs> over it. I can get past Did it. You anybody, really? else, anybody else that hits me up with that accent, I don't know about it. Like at first, I'm like, I don't know about this guy. Probably not. I come in and I touch things and I just walk through like I own it. And yeah. yeah. And it's annoying. It doesn't bother me anymore. No? It's cool. You're cool with it? Yeah, dude. It's grown on me. Okay. I'm actually, I might start doing that myself. Walking through like a normal place? Gonna, but I'm not going to use the accent. I can do the accent. I'm just not going to do it. You can't do it. Let me hear it. I already, I already did it. No, I didn't the hear it. Thing. I did the car thing. I'm not gonna do that it. wasn't it. That was a Massachusetts accent. That wasn't a... Yeah, man. You got to be... Really Park the car in the yard, man. That's <laughs> Boston, fucking ma- New York. Yeah, you got there's there's subtle the same. No, it's not. Not even close. <laughs> oh, East Coast. I'm good at impersonating stuff. It'll come out later. <laughs> later. He ain't coming out with nothing. Yeah. So. So for those guys who's wondering, no, I'm not an NRA. I got a. I'm doing a class on Friday, and um, I got physical therapy as well, and all kinds of stuff, and. Got talking it. about the NRA show? Yeah, the NRA. Everybody's asking if Everybody's I'm going to be at NRA. It. Yeah. It's actually getting more popular. Like if you last year it started getting a little more popular. This year it's like everybody's like hitting me up. I got at least 10 emails this week asking me if I was going to be at NRA. And it's like, no, nah, number one, we, we never went before. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Now it's turning into like this industry deal, like, it's like shot a, show. For, like it's today like today and yesterday, I think, are like, you guys go to NRA? You guys NRA never show? showed at NRA. Like, like, what are you talking about? I don't right. even know what it is. It's no, just the NRA convention and they have a gun show like shop. Oh, there you go. So, but everybody's saying you got to go now, you know? It's, and, it's and, a new thing. Yeah, but I book stuff this week. Like, so you can get the NRA HIV? I guess. Instead of the shot show Yeah, instead of the shot HIV, NRA HIV. No, man. So I won't be there for people who've been asking me if I'm going to be at NRA. We're not going to be there. Um, like I said, I was supposed to do the class uh, tomorrow, but we got severe weather with these. What class are you doing? One guy, uh, individuals oh. in town. And, and the weather's just shit. So I said to the dude, I said, you're either going to do it Friday or we're not doing it at all. So tomorrow I'm meeting the guy at Mile High because he's driving through from Cheyenne. So I'm, at lunch I'm going to be in the shop. And then um, Friday we're doing an early morning until noon, 1 o'clock, because then we both have to be in Denver for 3 because I got physical therapy, and then he's got uh, his meetings and stuff for the weekend. We kind of talked about it on the the last podcast. We're looking at doing a PRT next year. Yeah, we'll, we'll have some more more classes and more stuff. This is private instruction. Uh, I think he's bringing some bigger rifles, three thirty eight and stuff. Yeah. And he wanted to shoot far, and he's and I'm like, dude, the weather's crap right now. And he's like, well, we'll shoot in the rain. I'm like, not and this rain. Can't see. Yeah, not a mile. So it's and then we had hail uh, Tuesday. We had hail here, and now these big storms going through. It's just been nuts. Can't catch a break with the weather, man. No, not and like Mike was talking with Pawnee. I mean, the winds are in the thirties, man. Guys are shooting these matches with thirty mile an hour winds. Every month has been thirty for the last four. Yeah, it has been. And it's funny because like on the on the weekends that we don't shoot it, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's awesome. It's gorgeous, right? So maybe we just need to change weekends. Probably. Yeah. Get the jinx out. Yeah. Then the rest of the matches around will cry. You're interfering with my match. So that brings up another point. I get a lot of phone calls about trying to find local matches. Do you have a spot <laughs> on Sniper's side that people can 
Yes, there is a local match so, section. Because we're, we're talking to everybody across the U.S., and they're all looking for some. We talk about local matches all the time. There's a whole... You get them out there shooting. Right. There's a whole competition section on Sniper's Hide, um, from PRS NRL to uh, local matches to stuff. People post their match uh, information. They ask about matches. There's at least five separate forum sections on just competitions. On Sniper's Hide. Right. I mean, where do you think the PRS started? For all the people who think I hate this, that, it started on Sniper's Hide. They devised the concept on my forum, in my shout box. I watched them do it. And so, the act like, you know, it's this whole big blah, blah, blah. Dude, just come over. There's, there's tons and tons of discussion on matches. And uh, training for around the country... Uh, matches around the country are all listed on the hide, so it's there. Yeah, it's a good resource to use. Yeah, I get man. That question they're all. They were calling you out because they posted some. Somebody posted a combine picture, like an overhead drone shot. So I posted an overhead drone shot of Bigfoot in Idaho. Yeah. That they caught on a drone running into the woods. I saw that, and it was actually pretty soothing. I watched it. I watched it almost all the way through when it was just like mowing. That entire field down, I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, the combine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. feel good. It man. was, it, it's soothing. Because I'm on the, I'm on the grass kick, so I got, my grass has got to be three inches. Yes. So it keeps the, the soil nice and I'm smooth. actually going to ask. down on evaporation, right? I'm going to ask my uh, lawn guy to only do every other month after June. Because once the rains stop, I'm only going to air every other week. Rather, not cut my. Say every other month. Or no, month every month. other every other week for mowing. You gotta move every. Dude, you gotta mow every three days, man. No, every Once other every height, other week. Every three days. Mine doesn't get to height. We don't have water. We don't have no water, dude. You can't roll up in there every other week. And, like if you cut off like one third of the blade, it fucks the grass up. What? Trust me, I've done the research on this. Dude, you don't know what you're dude, talking about. My grass about. is so green, it's almost blue. <laughs> you're high as a kite, man. Dude, I'm telling you. I'm mean, keeping track. No, I ain't buying it. Every other week, I'm cutting my grass so it grows higher. I'm telling you. Don't listen to them. Hey, man. Magpul's got a bipod coming out. I'm looking at it here. Magpul bipod soon. It's got stainless steel internals. It looks like it's got some plastic on the outside. It does a pan and tilt kind of thing. It deploys pretty good. Legs extend from 6.5 to 10. There's all kinds of... They got a nice little video here. Fast deploying legs. They're deploying them fast. They go at 45 degrees from back. Actually, I'm not really too... It's a little... I don't know how I feel about it. The picture looks interesting. $109 and somebody's bitching. Okay, it's 109 bucks, and a guy writes... And this is a quote. I'm on. I'm like cruising through because we just posted some stuff. This is how freaking ridiculous. This is precision rifle, guys. Hundred and nine dollars seems a little steep for a bipod. I think you guys can do better than that. I feel like Magpul is turning into the Apple of firearms with high-priced products. That's an actual quote. Are you out of your minds? God, I hate people sometimes. Meanwhile. You guys are rolling your eyes right now because you just spent $300 on a bipod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 300 is the right number. 
Anyway, here's somebody's coming on. Anybody bitches about a hundred nine dollar bipod is a peasant. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way of putting it, dude. You get what you pay for. I have six hundred dollar bipods with that revolution. Iron. Yeah, that elite iron revolution. Iron. I have those. That thing's six hundred bucks. I love that bipod. It's a good one for prone and shit. It's big. It's heavy, but it's good. I thought we had one in the shop today. And it just turned out. No, it was HK. HK. Yeah, he was thought HK. right. There was this little one that looks like an Elite Iron I saw Revolution it from across the room, and it's a HK heavy bipod, and it does. It has the circle, and then it has locks, yeah. like little hooks for grabbing on. I've never seen an HK bipod like that. It was pretty wild. Yeah, bitching about a fucking Magpul bipod at a hundred dollars. Guys are out of their minds. What do they think this is? ARs? I said it. <laughs> like the handgun world, right? $400 for my Glock is too much. Right. I can get that Glock at. Well, then they, they get Glocks. And then they get all the aftermarket parts. Right. And Turn it into a Zeb. Drop two grand on a Glock? Yeah, but no problem there. $400. I'm still, I'm waiting for you guys to get that Wilson EDC. That thing, I shot that thing, is nice. We've got a few of them in. We actually, well, we have a couple more coming in next This week, months. Dave said. Is it this week? Yeah. I'm broke this week, though. I need to spend money. I'm Adam out of it. One. Ad, yeah, Adam, I shot Adams. It's yeah, kick-ass. Adams is kick-ass. So, well, I think we're going to log off here. We got another hour. You guys listen to the buzzing. We are going to split, and we'll probably get together. We got to get together on the range and do our range thing. Yes, the thing I've been talking about. about yes, we're going to do that. Yes. You're, we got a special surprise for you guys. We just got to have our our schedule and the weather cooperate. But um, we have a new uh, way of doing this for you all because people have been asking some pretty specific questions and how to address it. So we, we have a solution have for a solution. you. And we are going to address it, so boom. Mike from Mile High Shooting. And Frank from Sniper's Hide. And you're listening to the Everyday Sniper. Thank you, Todd, again. Thank you. You're doing great work. We'll get some pictures of that. Yeah, that's man. Kick ass. Dude, that's fucking kick ass. Mike's swords are freaking wild. We're, we're, we're rocking it. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank everybody around the world. We'll do another around the world shout out because we haven't been keeping up with our stats like that. I know Mike's been looking, but I, I haven't. Been um, I don't look at stats. I don't care. Australia's overtaking Canada. Oh, Canadian. Actually, I think right now, I think it's US, Australia, Sweden. Sweden's always been good. Yeah, they've always been good to we us. We dig you guys. Born, pack, love it, using it. And then uh, I believe Canada I'm using it at the Sniper Side like Team Challenge. I'm going to walk up and down the mountains for 10 miles with the Vorn Pack. I know we got some guys down in like South Africa as Yo, well. Are, I heard listening. there's been a bunch of people on Facebook from South Africa. Yep. And South Africa. South Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's for you. See, I can do accents. You can't do no accents. Please. Just because you can't do accents. I just did one. That was neat. That was a perfect one. That, that was a foreigner in a. Never mind. Have Never you ever mind. been to Africa? Yeah. You have? Djibouti. Oh, you stopped at Djibouti, did you? Yeah. I did Mombasa. Did Mombasa. I, got a, I got a chess set. My mom still has it. I got a chess set for my socks. I took my socks off and gave them to a guy, and he gave me a stone hand-carved chess set. I was talking to Troy the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he sits next to me now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
we were talking about the failure drill you know, to the chest one. Yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, Mozambique. And I was like, damn, that's some Africa shit. I love that word. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening to The Buzz. And we will talk to you soon. This has been the Everyday Sniper. Peace. Peace out.